Herm Edwards is out as the Arizona State Sun Devils head coach. And it's now time to have a more detailed discussion of what happens next for Arizona State following the firing of the head coach. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Richie Bradshaw. I am your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils all the time. Thank you guys so much, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in that visual platform. Of course, wherever you do your podcast, make sure you hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update every time we post new content. If you want to stay in touch with all the content, make sure you're following me on Twitter. You can find me at richiebrads 36 and you can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Follow all of that and make sure that you're staying in touch with everything Arizona State Sun Devils all the time. Let's get into today's conversation. We jumped on this on Sunday. There was a emergency podcast on Sunday where we had the discussion about Herm Edwards officially being fired from the program. If you guys haven't checked that out, go and check it out. It's like not even 20 minutes long. Just kind of my initial reaction to what happened. Today and moving forward, we're going to spend a lot more time with this. For today's episode, we're going to kind of break it down a little bit more and talk about next steps for the program. I plan on having Spencer McLaughlin of Locked On Pac-12 later this week to discuss his feelings and how it affects the Pac-12 moving forward. Look for him either Wednesday or Thursday's episode. And uh, at some point, I also want to kind of get into my favorite candidates to eventually come and take over for this program. Uh, We'll flirt with that a little bit towards the end of this podcast, but we're going to go ahead and get started with just kind of what happened. So in case you're sleeping under a rock, the Sun Devils decided to move on from Herm Edwards. The Herm Edwards era at Arizona State is now over. It lasted just over four years. He came to the program back in 2018 and leaves just three games into 2022. Has himself some pretty decent success with the program. Never had a losing record up until this year where he started the year one and two. Uh, first year with the program, he won seven and six. Went uh, second place in the South and lost in the Las Vegas Bowl. 2019, they jump up to an eight and five record. Uh, tied for third place and win the Sun Bowl. 2020, this is where it started to fall apart. 2020, Arizona State played four games. And that is because of all the COVID violations that were coming down on the program. And it just was something that was seemingly unavoidable at the time for Arizona State. But, you know, you come to find out all the the violations with the recruiting COVID-19 protocols that have been going on and maybe brings a little more light to the situation. But, you know, neither here nor there. I'm not here to speculate on what happened that season. But. Ultimately, Arizona State only played four games. They went two and two. Completely forgettable season. Like, to the point where it doesn't even feel like it happened. Feels like just some kind of lucid dream. 2021, Arizona State comes in with major expectations. There is talks that this is going to be a team that's going to compete for the Pac-12. Because there's so many veterans. There's so much talent. Everyone was anticipating Jaden Daniels to just take a step forward and become a true NFL prospect at the quarterback position. 
we looked at that defense. It was it was just stacked everywhere. The secondary was loaded. The pass rush looked good. Offensive line was solid. The weapons were good. And we believed in the coaching staff. And it, all of it let us down. There, there was very few positives from last year. And you, you lost so much of that coming into this year. To the point where Arizona State was firmly on the hot seat, like not just for Herm Edwards' sake, but for the sake of their college football, um, what, what do I want to call it? Like their, like their namesake and their, their respect, their integrity. That's what I'm looking for, integrity. Again, Arizona State has never been national title contenders. But you nonetheless have been bowl eligible for ever and ever and ever. And it was expected that that would continue. And that's just not going to be the case. Arizona State starting off one and two with a loss to Eastern Michigan at home is a pretty unforgivable mess in the eyes of the fans, especially, and the front office. So despite the fact that Ray Anderson, the current athletic director, and never mind, I'm not, I'm not going to go there, but uh, the, the current athletic director, he, there, there was a lot of speculation when he hired Herm Edwards that it was because they were friends, because Ray Anderson was Herm Edwards' agent way back when. That was where a lot of the, the dots were connected, so to speak. So for Ray Anderson to get to that point that he's moving on from his friend, that's not an easy thing to eventually come to a conclusion with. So this, while we would say this is probably a long time coming, this was definitely, you know, something that we anticipated was going to happen eventually for Arizona State. It nonetheless was not something that we were probably thinking was going to happen until the end of the year. I don't know that anyone truly believed that Arizona State was going to terminate their head coach's, you know, contract and position with the team before the end of 2022. I think we all thought he was going to stick it out for the year. Just not the case. Arizona State ends up one and two to start the year. Again, very disappointing and just terrible, terrible losses. And they decide to cut those losses, move forward, wash their hands. Is this the right move? I don't know. I don't know if this is the best decision that Arizona State could make right now because you've essentially just sunk your season. There truly is not one more slam dunk win on this roster. You hopefully will be able to take down Colorado. You hope that the rivalry against U of A will motivate you to go for six straight wins. And Stanford looks like a winnable game, but that's on the road. All three of those games are on the road. If they were in Tempe, I'd feel more confident. Other than that, you, your next three games are all ranked Pac-12 teams. You still got to play Oregon State, too. Still got to play Wazoo. Like, there's, there are very few games on the schedule that you feel confident about, even if Herm Edwards was still here. But now he's gone. Uh, Sean Aguano has been promoted to be the head coach. He was the running backs coach uh, since 2019 for the program. Uh, for what it's worth, he has been coaching since 2001 at Chandler High School, and he made the move to Arizona State back in 2019. So he does have some head coaching experience from uh, 2011 to 2018 with Chandler High, and anyone who knows anything about Chandler High knows that that's a very, very good program to build a reputation at. So we'll see how well this works out. 
you don't really hear any negatives about him. I think a lot of people kind of respect uh, Sean Aguano and kind of kind of the character he is and the coach and the the person that he puts himself out to be. I think there's a lot of respect for that. However, whether or not that translates to wins, it's something we're going to find out here pretty soon. So, yeah, it it's going to be interesting. That's just kind of the overall situation that we're looking at right now. We're going to take our first break when we return. We're going to take a look at what direction the team needs to go and what needs to happen next. But first, a quick word from our friends over at Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. And it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. To get started, download the free Upside app and use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than $1 million every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Upside is terrific. I have a truck, and I'm typically just burying myself when I have to go to the gas station and fill up that gas guzzler. Gas guzzler. But with Upside, I'm making some money back for all the money that I'm putting into that gas tank. And guess what? Being able to get that money back makes going to the gas tank a little more worth it. Download the free Upside app and use the promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED. So download Upside right now and start making a difference for yourself. Podcast, free and available on all platforms. Taking a look now, what direction does the team need to go? There, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you need to consider here as you figure out what you need to do moving forward. You've got to identify someone who can be a leader. I think that's something that Arizona State has lacked. Like almost to the point where it's like I don't understand how there wasn't better leadership under Herm Edwards. I think there was a lot of respect for Herm Edwards. I think there was a lot of people who looked at Herm and understood his pedigree and the prestige that he had as a coach and as a player. However, I don't think that these kids, again, kids, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids who did not watch Herm Edwards growing up and very well may not have watched him coach in the NFL. Remember, he coached the Jets in the early 2000s, and he was an analyst forever. So this is not necessarily someone that these these 18, 19, 20-year-old kids are familiar with. This is someone who just, you know, your mom and dad really like him, so maybe I should like him. I feel like that was just kind of the mindset of these kids. So, and it worked to a certain extent. Again, you didn't have a losing record until this year, but at the same time, that that message grows stale. It really does. I I don't think that this is a situation where you need to like hire a 35-year-old coach someone who's younger and more relatable, but you also can't go and hire someone in their, in their 60s, 70s, unless this guy is Nick Saban, you're not hiring 
an older guy at this point. You need somebody who can relate a little more to these younger kids and can generate some kind of like swagger amongst them and get them to buy into your mentality. Something, again, more relatable for these kids. So I think that's the first step you need to go is you need someone who's going to identify with these kids and their morals and their values and such and such. Uh, the next thing, Arizona State has been very defensive-minded for the last decade. When Todd Graham took over the team back in 2012, I believe, he was a defensive-minded coach. And it, it showed on the field. It wasn't a bad thing at all. Arizona State had some very good defenses. Uh, yes, it was 2012. I just needed to double-check. However, the offense got the job done. It, it was always good. It was never great. Herm Edwards comes in, same thing. Defenses are pretty good. Offense gets the job done. I think Arizona State is due for a change and that they need something a little more drastic on the offensive side of the ball to help th help get things moving a little bit better. So I would start looking towards offensive-minded coaches, and there are all sorts of great ones. There are tons and tons and tons, both NFL pedigree, college pedigree, guys who maybe have some head coaching experience themselves, guys who are looking for their first big break. There's all sorts of different options that you can go here. But to me, I think you need to look at a at a candidate who fits more an offensive mind than anything else. One of the other things I think you need to factor in here is probably just the ability to recruit. I mean, just call it nice and easy. You need some kind of recruiter. You need somebody who's going to be able to actually do a good job of, get, of getting these Arizona kids in. You know, Antonio Pierce, for all his flaws, was a good recruiter. He brought in some great talent. The problem is he focused on one area of the map. He focused on Southern California. And again, he did a good job taking in that talent. However, you're in Arizona. You have kids in your own backyard. Sean Aguano has already stated yeah, I want to start recruiting Arizona kids. They're literally right there, and we didn't do a good job. Sean, you're 100% right. Arizona State is not recruiting the kids that are literally in the same valley. We call it the valley. Everyone is near each other. Mesa, Tempe, Phoenix, Glendale, Peoria, Chandler, Surprise. All of these places are so close to each other that recruiting should be beyond simple. You have lost a lot of great talent. You watch Kyle Allen, Christian Kirk, Spencer Rattler, Mark Andrews, tons of other really talented players. Those are just the few off the top of my head that Arizona State had major connections to and just did not put a good enough recruiting offer out there for these guys. Those are four and five star players. That's just, that can't happen. Arizona State is not expected to get five five-star players every year. But if you have one in your backyard, you need to make a much better push than what you were doing. Not only that, yeah, California is a short trip for you. So is, so is Texas. Texas is not that far from you either. And in Texas, high school football is a religion out there. Their Friday night lights are as serious as it gets. 
I've been out to Texas plenty of times to see all sorts of different family and otherwise. They broadcast high school football games on live television on Friday nights for people to watch if they can't get to the games. That's unheard of. You don't see that in Arizona, at least not for my schools. Mountain Ridge, you know, go fight when they're they're not a good football program. No excuses, but, you know, neither here nor there. This is not the Locked On Mountain Ridge Lions podcast. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, but you should be able to recruit Texas as well because of regionality. They're not that far from you. They're a stone's throw for what you should be able to do. So you've got Southern California right here on your left. You've got Texas on your right, and you have Arizona right behind you. That should be enough to make you competitive in the Pac-12 every year. And when I say competitive, I mean competing for the conference. The Pac-12 is very top-heavy right now. There are three teams. It is Utah, it is USC, and it is Oregon. It's those three, and it's everybody else. UCLA has not played up to their expectations. Washington is exceeding their expectations, but we'll see if they can uh, maintain that for the remainder of the year. Colorado's bad. U of A is reloading. Cal is bad. Stanford's bad. Uh, Oregon State is better than uh, we would ever give them credit for, and Wazoo is pretty good. But there's no reason Arizona State can't be in one of the best six teams in the Pac-12 in in a worst-case scenario. You have one of the largest campuses in the country. You're in a prime location. You're not in the middle of nowhere. You are in Tempe, Arizona. It's very well known across the country. It's a great college town. There are great places to hang out like Mill Avenue, which is known throughout the country. People know what Mill Avenue is. It's not It's not an Arizona thing. People come to Tempe to go to Mill Avenue to check out Whiskey Row and all that fun stuff. Go to a game at Sun Devil Stadium. Tailgate with the Sun Devils. There are so many great ploys that you can use to bring these kids to Arizona State. And you're just not using them. And it makes no sense to me. It blows my mind. So that needs to change. That That's 100%. That's probably my top priority. I want someone who's actually going to recruit Arizona kids. At a minimum. Sure, I would love to continue recruiting Southern California, and I would love to expand our range over to Texas. But there are so many good football players in Arizona, and somehow the Sun Devils don't realize that, and I don't get it. So that needs a change. Sean Aguano, I'm very, very happy that you recognize that this needs to be a change for the team, and it could be a very, very beneficial one too if you're able to pull it off for us. One more break. When we get back, I'm going to talk about what happens next for the team moving forward. It's Locked on Sun Devils podcast. If you are not already, make sure that you're subscribed over to the Locked on Pac-12 podcast hosted by my friend Spencer McLaughlin. Get all your Pac-12 news in 30 minutes or less. Stay in touch with the Conference of Champions and make it your second listen of the day. Also, check it out when I'm hopping over there talking about Upset Thursday and right now, Get all your Herm Edwards talks that you need and see what's going on with the Locked On Pac-12. You have no excuses to not be in touch with everything going on with this situation. Listen to what, uh, uh, goodness gracious, listen to Locked On Sun Levels first and then check out the Locked On Pac-12 podcast next. Where do we go from here? You need to just get through the season. You need to get through the season 
you need to start evaluating. Evaluate everything on your roster. Do you need to completely clean house? Like, do you need to move on from the people that Herm brought in, like Brian Billick, like Marvin Lewis? Are those guys that you want to keep around? Or was that because they had NFL pedigree and NFL success and they knew Herm? Like, I, I love both those guys. I think they're both very smart analysts. But are, are they fit for the college game? I don't know. That's something you're going to have to assess. You got to take a look at Ray Anderson. I understand he's not part of the football program, but Michael Crow, I'm begging you, man. President of Arizona State, Michael Crow, I'm begging you. You need to seriously evaluate Ray Anderson and decide whether or not he is the guy to turn this program around. Because I'll tell you right now, Mr. Crow, this is a program that can be 10 times better than it is. Who knows? Maybe in the right hands, you are national title contenders. When you take everything into account for the prime location of the school, how big, how successful it is, uh, the, the recruiting value of the real estate that you're in, everything should have Arizona State as one of the best teams in the Pac-12 every year, every year, and potentially one of the one of the top 25 teams every single year in the AP poll and across the country. You had a couple of years flirting with that. It was the first or second year of the playoff. You were the number six team in the nation at one point. You can do this. You are entirely capable of this kind of success. You got to find it in you, though. And right now, I don't think Ray Anderson is the guy. But I'm not getting too deep into those details right now. I didn't want to do it earlier. I'm not going to do it now. Point is, you got you to gotta evaluate. You got to evaluate your athletic director, and you got to evaluate the entirety of your coaching staff right now. You need to figure out what your plan is moving forward. You have a whopping six kids in your recruiting class. Now, for what it's worth, Mr. Israel Carter, the quarterback who committed to us for next year, uh, tweeted out, because remember, I had pointed out he was actually in attendance at the game on Saturday. And, you know, based off of what you saw, it made you a little bit nervous. Like, is this kid going to change his mind? He had tweeted out the very famous video of Leonardo DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street saying, I'm not leaving. And that that's awesome because he, and he put in a tweet, he was like, you know, I was raised to commit to something and I'm never going to leave. And I, I gave Arizona, Arizona state my commitment. So props to you, man. No one would blame you. Truly. No one would blame you if you wanted to leave the program, but you know, obviously we're very happy that you're going to stay. No one here is going to complain about that. So you need to, you need to figure out what you're doing with your recruiting class though. I like the six kids you're bringing in. You got one kid on offense, though, and that's Israel Carter. The rest is defense, and I'm here for it. You know, you 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 load up your secondary. Uh, you got a linebacker and a defensive lineman. Like, it it's a good start. It's all three stars. I I don't really care about stars. You have so many guys who play better than their star rating, and so many guys who play worse than their star rating. So, I don't I don't mind that Arizona State doesn't get five stars. Do I wish I did? Of course. You think I don't want to be Alabama or Georgia and pull 10 five-star kids every year? No, I would love that. But it's all about being able to build the base of your team. And right now, Arizona State is struggling to do that. They need somebody who's going to do a better job recruiting. Figure out who that's going to be. Figure out if Sean Aguano can maybe start getting you back on the right track too. Hit up that transfer portal when the time comes. So... Until the end of the day, you, until the end of the year, you need to be evaluating. Take your time with it. 
do not find your next head coach as soon as the season's over. This, this needs to be one of the most important processes that the university has ever gone through. You are truly facing unprecedented times. This is something that the Sun Devils have not had to face probably since the end of the Frank Kush era. It's, it is truly, you are at a crossroads. You are potentially looking at becoming one of the worst teams in the country. Not the Pac-12. Not even just Power 5. Just one of the worst in the country. Because you're losing so much. You have all the COVID-19 recruiting violations that are just piling up and getting ready to slam you. Like, the sky is falling. So you need to take your time. You need to make this one of the best decisions you've ever made. That doesn't mean... It's got to be some home run. It doesn't mean it's got to be Nick Saban, right? It, just an extreme example is what I'm trying to say. You don't need to bring in a Hall of Famer. You need to bring in somebody who's smart, preferably someone young, and somebody who's going to help rebuild your image. There's a handful of guys I love for that. If Carolina Panthers move on from Matt Rule, that is the that is the number one guy is at the top of my list. I've been talking about him for months. I will continue to manifest that. Not because I want to see him fired. You never want to see a guy fired, but I would love for him to make his way down to Tempe. He rebuilt he rebuilt Baylor from their awful scandal that they had going on, put him back to relevance, and made them a competitive program again. I would love a Bill O'Brien did something very similar with Penn State. I would love if you could throw money at like Manny Campbell from Iowa State. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, the BYU head coach, I his name is constantly escaping my head, and his name is uh, Kalani Sataki. I would love him as well. If you could find a way to you know pry him from BYU, good luck with that. There's all sorts of different guys who I would love to see come to the program. What whoever you decide to go whether it is big brand name like one of them or if it's a smaller name, maybe a name that no one is overly familiar with, like the uh, Oregon offensive coordinator. Uh, let's see, Oregon offensive coordinator. He's actually ASU uh, alumni, uh, Kenny Dillingham. Uh, graduated from the school back in 2012. So, I mean, that that would be an interesting guy to bring in. He's very young. He's in his 30s and young, smart, offensive-minded. Again, for, for what it's worth, you can connect the dots that he's an alumni. Like That would also be an interesting hire, right? So it, it doesn't need to be Nick Saban. It doesn't need to be uh, Brian Kelly. It doesn't need to be Dabo Sweeney-esque. But you need someone who's going to put validity back in your program. You need somebody who's going to help you do better recruiting. Preferably, I want someone on offense. We've been doing defensive-minded coaches for the last ten years. It's time for a change. But again, if you're going to bring in, if you're going to bring in somebody who is defensive-minded, then you know, make make them great. There's all sorts of things that need to go into this conversation, and there's all sorts of things that we're going to continue talking about throughout the remainder of the week, throughout the remainder of the season, and up until we get a new head coaching hire. So make sure that you are subscribed over to the Locked On Sun Levels podcast. That's it for this episode. You guys know the drill. I appreciate you all so much. Make sure you like and subscribe to this free and available podcast on all platforms, including YouTube. 
If you want to check it out in a visual platform, hit like and subscribe, turn on notifications, leave a comment, and tell us how we're doing so that we can do better for you guys. Stay in touch with everything going on with the podcast. By following on Twitter, you can find me at RichieBrad36. You can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Levels. But that's it for me today. Until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun